Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Say that because I don't I don't talk a lot about my TikTok fame um, because, again, it just seems like the silliest sentence to say that, like, I'm 45 year old, years old and TikTok famous. <laughs> it's just strange to me. However, um, leading from what Donna and Fanzo had been just talking about, because um, sometimes, like, when I when I pick up these segments, um, I'm just doing the half hour, so um, I hope that there's some time in the at the end for questions. Usually, always people have questions about my crazy life, but, um, I came in thinking I was going to talk about something else. And then they have been talking about authenticity and, you know, showing up online and, and Donna's so amazing at, um, teaching women about showing up, you know, on video and obviously, um, so maybe not obviously, but I have, a fairly large following on TikTok, which of course is video content. And so I've always been fine with that. Um, if not, you know, I love it, <laughs> like, so to speak, and never have had a real, you know, issue with being on camera or, you know, speaking on a stage or speaking in a group. Uh, it's just kind of did come naturally to me. And so I get that, that that can be a little bit scary for people and showing up as their true self. So I love that Donna has that um, offering because I would never be able to to teach how to do it. Um, and I, I bring that up because I also, you know, cringe with that word of authenticity. Um, oh, we throw it around so much. And, um, you know, people use that word all the time when they see my videos and they they comment or whatever, you're just so authentic. And I think to myself, do you know how much easier it is to be myself than it is to try to be somebody else? I mean, I don't quite understand, right? It's like this intrinsic uh, value that, that I feel like I have that I can only be authentic. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to kind of like shift the conversation a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about my tattoos. And this is why, because on 
clubhouse, you can only see my, my smiling face, um, you know, in the flashing circle around my head um, and hear my voice. And that's kind of the way it has been over the last few years for me. I, I started with a podcast um, talking about living successfully with mental illness. Uh, and then I found TikTok. And it, so with the podcast, of course, you can't see me. People in my life uh, locally here in Boise, Idaho, uh, you know, see me in person. So they just automatically notice my tattoos. And it never really became an issue. People would stop me and say, what does that say down your arm? Uh, which is my son's birthday spelled out and, uh, you know, make, make a comment or something. And I live in a fairly conservative place. And so there's not many, you know, women uh, with neck tattoos, you know, going down your shoulder with a circuit board. So, you know, you obviously can't see that. So I get onto TikTok and do some videos. And at the time it was summer. So I would have a, you know, tank top, tank top on and you could see the tattoos and they became, they had a, a life of their own. And even one of them is turning into an NFT. Uh, we don't have to, we can get into that Thursday on, on, uh, when I talk, do my tech segment, but, uh, it has never, it's, it's never lost on me that it's different to see a grown woman, uh, entrepreneur that, you know, a mom with, some some pretty um, interesting placed tattoos, and each of them have a very specific meaning. Um, yesterday, I posted a picture. It was just kind of random because uh, somebody had asked me about. Um, I have binary code tattooed to my forearm, and it has it translates to a certain thing, which is actually I saved me. But the fact that it's it's there on my arm, it it shows a little bit of my personality. Like Fanzo said, I'm a true geek. I've been in tech since the early nineties. It's, it's just who I am. It's part of my life. And it got a lot of attention. And this post yesterday about the binary code tattoo. And I recognize that, that it's, it's very different than most people. Um, but it's this way of, being myself and being so true to myself that like, you know, I am completely original. Even if I just had that one tattoo, um, I have a, a circuit board tattooed to my shoulder, which then goes up my neck um, into a hive circuit. So it looks like a honeycomb on the side of my neck and then all the way back around to the back of my neck. Now, this is not for everyone. It's for a very, very small few people in this world that enjoy the process of getting a tattoo. I'm not going to get into the, the whole, you know, it's a, it's a known pain. People ask sometimes, does that hurt? Well, yep. <laughs> it's a needle going into your skin and it's a personal choice. It's something that is, it, it becomes a part of you. Um, I have some, you know, on my forearms, obviously I see them every day. One that says, um, I'm going to get your, sorry, one second. Let me pull these friends up here. Um, I have one on my, on my wrist that says absolute certainty. And it's something that means something very um, special to me. And that's it. It's not for other people. I can read it, right? It's, it's facing me. The very first tattoo I got on my forearm is, is a letter B. Uh, it's actually a snake in the shape of a letter B. It's 24 years old. 
and it's facing me. And I would get that comment all the time. Like it's upside down. Well, no, it's for me to see. It's for me to be reminded of uh, this particular one was from a book that I read in high school that completely saved me. And I have a uh, three ring tattoo on my uh, right hand ring finger, which of course, some people, when, when the video is, is uh, mirrored, they think it's a, a wedding ring. So I have to explain that. Um, but I tell you all of this to say that whatever it is that makes you unique is, is, and, and makes you feel comfortable being in your own skin. And of course I use that, that term, right? Cause this is on my skin and it will always be there. And I, I almost feel comfort in that. I don't know how many of you maybe have one that's that's hidden somewhere and it just means something to you and it's it's with you all the time. It's a part of your body. Um, and I, I kind of just, I love that idea of whatever it is that, that, I'm not saying go out and get a tattoo right now, but, you know, please, it is a lifelong commitment. And um, I have an ex-boyfriend that decided it was a good idea to get a, a tattoo on his face. <laughs> that's I really, really don't, don't, uh, you know, recommend that. <laughs> I, uh, I just feel like this idea of authenticity is so much easier than trying to be something you're not. And when people are, are almost surprised at that, when they, when they see my videos or, you know, meet me, um, and that's the constant, uh, term for it or being relatable, like Rachel D'Alto says, um, it's so much easier. I don't really remember a time where I wanted to be somebody other than me, even in the dark, dark times. And, you know, I've had a lot of them. I never thought to myself, I wish I was somebody else. I've always been very clear on that in my heart, in my, in my head, uh, that this is who I am. And I, I love this about myself. Um, the, there's been some serious trauma in my childhood and, and that, I never felt like that was my fault. It was just who, what made me who I am today. And now I can reverse that and talk about it openly, do videos about it and be very clear about who I am in the present moment. So I don't know, maybe, maybe let's open it up. If anybody has a story about being unique and being, or maybe you want to tell me about one of your tattoos. I would love to hear that. Um, I, I'm obsessed with, I hate that word. I really love the, the beauty in a tattoo. I love it. I have friends that are, you know, top to bottom, uh, with just some of the most beautiful art on their body. Um, so flash your mic at me. If, if you want to tell me about your tattoo or if you want me just to keep talking, Tony Mo, I see you. How are you, darling? Hi, Brooke. I love this conversation, even the conversation okay. we were having prior to now. But um, for me, like my tattoos, they are all they all tell a story. Um, like I can remember the first time I heard the word the word Elohim, that um, means God. Um, it resonated with me, so I I. I I, my tattoo wasn't filled in and I went back and I said, I, I have to have God, I had to have, um, bless us, Elohim put on me. And then, um, the most recent thing that I did was last year, but I had been contemplating getting a dermal piercing, but I had always wanted it where my third eye is. And, um, 
And for me, it represents God's mantle of light upon me. But I knew, and, and one of the reasons why I got it, and it took me two years to decide to go ahead and get it. But the reason why I went ahead with it is because I realized we were talking about people judging. And um, Barbara was talking about earlier about people being judged and judging other people. Well, I have made so many transformations um, physically or, you know, mentally, spiritually in my life. And I realized that people are, are going to judge regardless. So I just, it, it made, I, I actually lost a lot of the anxiety that um, I would have going out in public. Um, I realized that I was like, you know, um, it, it, it took it away pretty much um, where I would go into, um, because for me, it's like also a protection of my energy and my, like my third eye. Um, when I'm in public now. So I feel 100% more comfortable with it and knowing as a reminder that God is always with me and that regardless of how anybody else sees me, that that's something that I, I have for myself and just a connection with God for me. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that they're like, well, you know, why why would you get that piercing in your, your face? But even before the piercing, I would put a diamond, like a little sticky. And I felt even more, um, I guess, out of place with the with the, the sticker on my forehead than I do with my dermal. And I really forget that it's there sometimes. So people will look. But um, I realized that even before this, people would stare at me. And my sister had to tell me, she said, she said, you cannot get mad at people. This was years ago, but she said, you cannot get mad at people. I used to want to fight because I'm thinking, why she's staring at me? Why they staring at me? She said, girl, you cannot get mad at that because you are beautiful. You need to, you need to know that. And you need to understand that a lot of the times people are just staring at you because you are pretty to them. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, you know, um, the, the, me, and all of my tattoos, they all tell a story. They're all for a reason. And ultimately, um, when I was younger, I used to, I started getting them where I didn't want to feel pain, like pain in my heart, like pain that I've gone through or what people had done to me or what I had gone through. So I just reverted to, this is how I'm going to take my pain. This is how I'm going to display. I'm going to turn it into something positive for me, which was my tattoos, which tell my story. This is Tony Mo, and I'm complete. Oh, Tony Mo, I love, I love that. And I actually, I just went to your Instagram, and, and that dermal is beautiful, beautiful. I, I love it. Um, I could, man, th this conversation. Um, so I, I'm going to tell you the story with the binary code that translates to translates to I saved me. So, you know, binary code is a um, it's a, a digit. Essentially, it's a um, zeros and ones. And each of those digits translates to a letter or a character. And so it's, you know, the letter I and then a space S-A-V-E-D space M-E. And it goes, you know, down my my you can see it on my Instagram. And when I was younger um my mom was very very religious and you know would talk talk to me about being saved and it was a lot of fear-based um you know religiosity and you know it was it was very traumatic because i was 
so logical and I didn't quite understand it. I've always been very, um, you know, technical and I, I just couldn't quite get it. And then in, you know, in my teenage years and when she would get very, very angry with me, um, would use that against me saying that, you know, if I did something wrong, God could take my salvation and which was extremely traumatic. Um, and so then as I got older and, you know, and I did all of the different things, I went through all the trauma therapies. If you've heard me talk before about mental illness, um, you know, I, I lived successfully with many diagnoses uh, because I've done all of these therapies. And um, after my divorce in 2016, I just, I needed to feel something. And for me, that's getting tattooed. I just, I needed to feel something. And so I went in and had him do that. And it meant so much to me because the, the meaning behind it is that, yes, with God's help and the universal intelligence, um, I saved me. I saved me from, uh, you know, the, the trauma of childhood. I made the decision to be, uh, you know, who I am and be authentic. So I saved me from, from all of that. And it also has that meaning for me about the fear-based you know, salvation, religiosity, kind of uh, forcing things on people, which I just, it, it never worked for me. So again, this is just my story. Um, you know, my relationship with God is, is just that it's mine. And, and I feel like it should just be, you know, your own personal relationship. So these tattoos have such meaning. And I love that Tony Mo that um, you know, each one tells a story. It really does. And maybe it's not a connected story. And you know what? Maybe the story is that, you know, you're, you were 21 and <laughs> got drunk in college and went and, you know, got a tattoo. That's a story. And that's something that, you know, maybe you want to get it covered up. Maybe you don't. Maybe that's just another reminder of what, you know, happened. I had to have a tattoo covered up. And, and that's just, that's what sometimes happens with that. But um, it, it's, it's a release of, Hey, I'm going to do this. And maybe it's not for everybody, but it's something that, that is, you know, stays with me and means something to me. So I love that sis. Who else has a story for me about their tattoo or I'll just keep, I'll just keep talking about them. Um, so the other one is nobody's got a tattoo story. Hey, Brooke. Hey, Brooke. hey Christina. <laughs> hey. I'll save you. Look, I'm gonna save you. I'm oh, saving yeah. you right now. I'll just keep talking. I'll just keep talking. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. So I I got a tattoo like a long time ago, and um, I want it removed. I want it removed or covered up. So what what advice? What advice will you give me? Because uh, I want yeah. it gone. I don't want it no more. For sure. Yeah, and you don't need it. There are so many technologies out there right now that, um, especially with the tattoo removal, so we can definitely talk offline, but, um, there, there's a lot of, a, a lot of places, the, the, especially like the, uh, the, the facial places and the ones that do like Botox, usually they have a machine there, but, um, having a tattoo covered up is a little bit more, uh, painful. <laughs> so, but then again, you know, having it removed isn't, isn't uh, a walk in the park either. So that's always, and that in itself is a process, right? Like having it removed, even though that's a little bit painful, that's a, a, a way to heal essentially from whatever was that, that was uh, going on in your life at that time. So yeah, th there's, there's lots of technologies out there that, um, that can, 
can do that if, if that's what people are wanting to do. Um, cause I know there's, there's other things too, like in the native American, um, culture, you know, they do a lot of tattooing and they believe that if you have one that wraps around a body part, a leg of, of, and, and closes. So like the tribal tattoos that, that go around your arm and then close underneath, that those actually trap bad energy and spirits. And so it's just something to think about that if you do get a sleeve done, any of the pieces in the sleeve, so that just means, you guys know what that means. It goes from your shoulder all the way to your wrist. It's a sleeve tattoo and it wraps all the way around. So if you have any element in there that that closes around the the body part, um, just make sure that there's a space in there. If you, you know, believe that type thing, which I of course do, um, you want to just keep it, uh, keep it to that one, one piece. But I do have a very large, uh, down my left arm, as I look at it, as if you can see it is my son's birthday and the, and it's in this very big script. Um, so it's a little bit difficult to read, but it does span my entire arm says October 28, 2004. And it was supposed to be really small script. And he just took artistic freedom and, and did this really large sort of gothic font. And it's truly my favorite. Um, it's my favorite tattoo. And people are like, oh, just if you forget his birthday, and I just, ch you know, chuckle. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, yeah, because I'm never going to forget that day. Uh, it was, it was the, the day, the moment that grew me up, that forced me because it wasn't planned. Um, and it forced me to recognize my responsibility in this world. And instead of just floating through, and again, it's marked on my body as a testament for myself to show and to remind myself all the time that I was a very different person and I probably wouldn't still be here if it wasn't for the universe um, changing my life like that and giving them giving me the beautiful opportunity to have an unplanned pregnancy <laughs> and have this incredible human being that I get to spend time with this child that is the most emotionally intelligent human um, that I've ever met who is 16 and uh, just the most incredible human. And I know I'm biased and we all say that about our children, but, um, he is the epitome of, of loving and mature. And I was able to break the cycle of abuse and be the mom that I needed as a child and as a teenager. And, and I can now see the effects of that. Um, and, Again, that's something that I love about myself. That's going to come through. So to sort of wind that back around to being authentic on social media, um, it's so much easier to just be yourself. It's scarier. Of course, it's much scarier to really show who you are. And, and that word of vulnerability, right? Um, anytime I bring up vulnerability, I bring up what Brene Brown said about it, that vulnerability without boundaries is not vulnerability and you don't measure vulnerability by the amount of disclosure, right? Because I'm, I'm cool with like all the disclosure. I'll tell you all the things. You measure vulnerability by the amount of courage it takes to show up and be seen when you can't control the outcome. And that's definitely something you can't control with 
300,000 followers on TikTok and 40 million video views. I think it's even more than that. Uh, that's a lot of eyeballs on my face, <laughs> hearing my voice. It's a lot of ears hearing my voice. And that's not necessarily vulnerability if I'm just cool with it. It takes courage to show up and, and be seen because you can't control the outcome. And you can control the type of content you put out, the kind of um, you know message that you're putting out to people and making sure that it's what you want them to hear. And you're not just doing it for attention. Uh, you definitely will see when Fanzo was talking about, or I don't know if it was Donna or Fanzo talking about that dopamine hit of, you know, going online and seeing, oh my gosh, people really like me. And, you know, it's not lost on me that I absolutely fed on that uh, the first six months of, of doing TikTok and doing videos every day. And, oh my God, all these people think I'm so cool. Uh, it's a rush. And then you realize that it's a responsibility. And um, so I don't know if Christy's here. I, I know I need to do a reset and I kind of always forget. Um, and maybe we can, I don't know who I'm passing it to either. So I'm just, uh, I just came in and, and started talking. Um, so if you guys give me a second, does anybody have a tattoo story or want to kind of chime in? Hey, Kyle, what's going on, sir? Aloha, everyone. My name is Kyle. And I have a short tattoo story. If I would like to share with you folks, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Go for it. Dude, I'm from Hawaii. As a child, I was on Golf Prodigy. I competed against Tiger Woods till I was 17 years old, won six state titles, fourth in the world. I made a bad choice. I got caught into drugs and I went to prison, a high custody prison for 10 years. And before I went into prison, I had not one tattoo on my body. I had all my teeth. I came out of prison 10 years later. My whole body is covered with tattoos from head to toe. And this is not shop expensive tattoos. This is ghetto backyard jailhouse prison tattoos. And I came out of prison 10 years later, like I said, covered with tattoos head to toe. And just so happens I came out of prison without my teeth because you fight. And now I'm back into the golf scene. And here in Hawaii, I, I enter big tournaments. And once I step into the golf course, like the people who know me, they know me. But the people that don't know me and they see me, like, oh, I golfing with this guy? I, do I have to hide my wallet? Do I have to take off my Rolex watch? Do, what's going on here? Until they see me swing on club and now and then I'm, I'm accepted. But the, like as human beings, we all, we're all speaking for myself. I guess we are judgmental. And that's why when I go to schools, now I'm a motivational speaker. The one thing that I speak of besides choices is no judge. No judge, nobody. Respect everybody for who they are despite what they look like. And my, my tattoos is a reminder of a bad choice. Like when I see my tattoos and I look at myself in the mirror, and that's a reminder of what happened to me because of a bad choice. And I just grateful I free and I able to golf again. And that's my story of tattoos. And then my name is Kyle and I'm on service. Thank you, everyone. I love that, Kyle. Thank you so much for, for speaking up. I, I definitely agree with you. It's a, you know, like we, we judge people and then, um, and then 
we see what they're what they're all about. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, I've definitely dealt with that a, a lot. You know, showing up in a in a business meeting um, and and then having somebody say, "Oh, that's an interesting neck tattoo," <laughs> and kind of have to like explain it a little bit. And uh, you know, being a woman in tech has you know you kind of have to stand out a little bit, and that's always been my uh, my claim to fame. So. I am going to um, wrap up my little half hour segment. I hope that you've all enjoyed our conversation about tattoos. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.